Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. More casualties to the Blackhawks roster depth and a shutout loss to the Nashville Predators. However, a step forward for the Hawks goaltender that has had some struggling times this year. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 10.30 tonight here on 720 WGN. Before we do anything, let's head on back down to Nashville at Bridgestone Arena. John Weidman had the call tonight, once again solo, but once again a a tip-top stand-up job by Mr. Weidman, who is the best in the business. And, John, this was a game where the Hawks are are missing a handful of people. Then they lose one more, and Anthony Beauvillier going down in the second period. I think it starts with a promising turnaround for the goaltender in Arvid Sutterbloom. This could have been a game where... He shut down after giving up a rough goal in the first period. He did the exact opposite, and hopefully this is a step forward for him moving forward. You're so right, Joe. I mean, we've seen games with Arvid this season. The poor guy has been on the receiving end of some pretty, let's say, embarrassing losses. Uh, The one that comes to mind for me is that one in St. Louis, and I know that that just destroyed his confidence for a while. Uh, But he's been working hard at getting back into the lineup. Luke Richardson gave him the opportunity here tonight, and I thought he fared very well. He allowed two goals on 35 Predator shots. That's not bad. That's a a pretty full night's work. Uh, But didn't get any goal support, so another night he will. But at least he's probably got a full, if not a full measure, almost a full measure of confidence back uh, in his game, and the next time he takes the net, maybe he'll get some goal support and come out with a win. So we can only hope. I, I'd have to agree with you there. Again, the Hawks' next two games are out east. Thursday matchup against the New York Rangers. Yeah. Friday matchup against the New Jersey Devils. So odds are we won't see Peter Mrazek in back-to-back games. Obviously, we'll, or ideally, we'll see Sutterbloom in net against the Devils on Friday. But all in all, John, with how many guys the Hawks are missing tonight, I feel like they did a decent job of keeping the game tight in the third period. We're not talking about the same struggles that we've had before about you know lack of effort. I think that effort was there tonight. It was short, but it was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And you know, you could say, well, the Blackhawks had a bunch of American Hockey League players playing on their team. Well, they're professional hockey players. And if you say that the American Hockey League doesn't produce players that could play in the National Hockey League. I will argue with you to the end of the evening on that because a lot of the players that play in the American Hockey League could step into the National Hockey League and do just fine. And I love to see the opportunity for the kids that are playing in Rockford to come up here and play with the Blackhawks and see what they can do. That Those guys, that just that makes their whole life just to be able to step in and play in the National Hockey League, even one game. But, you know, for a guy like Brett Sini and a guy like Boris Kachuk, Coming back up after Boris had been sent down, Brett was with the Blackhawks in training camp. I thought he had a pretty solid training camp, uh, and I knew that he might come up at some point during the season. Well, you know what? It, it took him a couple of shifts to kind of get accustomed to what was going on at the NHL level, but I thought both of them played a, a pretty solid game. So if that's, in fact, what's going to happen here again with Anthony Beauvillier going down to injury, 
I'm looking forward to the next Rockford player that can step in and, and take a roster spot, and let's see what he can do. And by the way, Joe, I'm going to leave you laughing if I can, and the, the viewers, the listeners uh, as well. Uh, you were talking about Peter Morazic. I think Peter probably plays the game at Madison Square Garden, and I'm guessing Arvid Soderbloom will play the game the following night over in New Jersey. And Peter was really rubbing it in to the Canadian players in our dressing room this morning, the morning skate. Luke mentioned it. He mentioned about the money that he was collecting after the World Juniors uh, situation where Canada was eliminated by Czechia. And Peter, I mean, somebody should give him a microphone because he was walking (laughs) around the dressing room and through the hallways, and he made sure everybody heard. He started to sing the words to the tune, Oh, Canada. And I'll try and, and imitate him. I'll try and him. He goes, oh, Canada. And then he says, instead of saying our home and native land, he says, you're going home soon. <laughs> and he did it about five times. And I know he, he had to get under the skins of a few of the guys in the room. But, uh, hey, paybacks uh, cannot be fun sometimes. So uh, we'll see what happens down the road. Yeah, I mean, hey, you got to hand it to the winner. And how yeah. often do, does somebody from Team Czechia get to rub it in the face of Team Canada? So he's just rightly taking advantage of his winnings in that that regard. It, it did sting a little bit to hear that some of the young Hawks don't know how to use an ATM. That, that definitely makes you feel a little bit older than I uh, had it had planned heading into tonight. But those yeah. things tend to happen. Well, John, I mean, so many line changes out on the ice, a few line changes here in the broadcast booths as well. As much fun as it's been working with you and, you know, filling the role as best we can without our own Troy Murray. I know we're all thrilled yeah. to have Troy back in the next couple of games on this road trip. Yep, looking forward to working with uh, my great partner at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be some fun. And with you too, Joe, of course. Absolutely. And and the captain of Team Canada that Absolutely. won World Juniors back in 1982. I'm going to get a piece of tape, and I'm going to form a C, and I'm going to put it on his coat I while like we're that. in Madison Square Garden. So that way he's wearing the C. You know, hey, captain right here, but hey, pay attention. I like that. I like that. <laughs> let, let me see. Tell me how he responds to that when you put the tape on his jacket. But I, You I, know what? I, I tell you what I'll do. I will try. I can't guarantee, <laughs> but I will try and enlist the help of the engineer there at MSG and get him to maybe take a, a quick photograph and... Uh, I'll get it to you, and I'll allow you to uh, go viral with it, so long as Troy approves. Okay. All right. I like that plan. All right. All right, John. Great stuff as always. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you in a couple of nights. You got it, Joe. Great job. All right. Likewise. That is John Weideman. He had the call solo tonight down in Nashville from the Bridgestone Arena after a 3 nothing loss to the Nashville Predators. We're taking you up to 10.30 tonight, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. I'm activating the phone line right now. I'm activating the text line. This is a tough game to dissect with so many pieces and so many players missing. I think you got to give uh, the Blackhawks, Blackhawks some credit for hanging in this one as long as they did. And and honestly, I think the biggest thing is the Arvid Sutterbloom situation. So many calls, so many texts, so many tweets about wanting to see Arvid Sutterbloom down in Rockford and, and get demoted for some struggles. And I, I don't think this is a see, I told you so moment. What I think it is, is a perspective of why the Hawks weren't so on the ready to provide that demotion Right away, as I said in the last post game show, you know, as rough as the game was against Dallas, they're down six one in the third period. It's an opportunity to throw Sutter Bloom out there 
and not in a position to succeed, but in a position to kind of just get his bearings back, to, to just maybe not even gain confidence, but just get back into the rhythm of playing a game after the very rough showing he had against the St. Louis Blues. I think that played a part into tonight's game. I know two goals were coughed up to the Dallas Stars, but as I said last postgame show, I don't really think you can discredit Sutterbloom in that situation. That's just kind of a, a spot where he, he's back in net and back with an opportunity to uh, just get into the rhythm of being a goaltender once again. All that being said, yes, he did give up a rough goal in the first period. I think if you ask him, he would agree that that's a goal he shouldn't give up. But later on, he went on to stop, let's see, he had a total of 33 saves in tonight's game. There was a span of at least 26 saves consecutively that he had. The next goal given up after that goal in the first period was a 5-on-3. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly wide open right on the doorstep as Nashville had, what, a minute 41 seconds of a two-man advantage? So really not... A situation for Sutterbloom to succeed. And with all these absences that the Hawks are dealing with, with all the young guys they're relying on, let's face it, Sutterbloom wasn't really put in a position to succeed tonight either. But he you gotta give him credit for putting up the saves that he did. He had a stellar save in the third period with uh, the seat of his pants down in the crease and just kicking up his left leg to to stop a shot. I mean, there were some great glimpses tonight, and I think the most important thing was that he was able to bounce back. He was able to bounce back from that goal he coughed up to Gustav Nyquist on a power play goal situation, by the way, in that first period. The resiliency you saw tonight, I think, is an important step. And as I was saying last postgame show, the idea to move him down to Rockford after that rough outing against St. Louis, it can be a slippery slope because... What does it do to his confidence in the long run? I'm not saying right here and now, but in the long run. This is still a guy, a goaltender the Hawks have some high hopes for. Uh, Maybe their ceiling on him has dipped a little bit as this year has gone along, but I don't think that causes the need to just crumple up the idea of him being a goaltender of this future and and throwing it out. I I think they still want to see what they have in him and a good step forward for him tonight. 312-981-7200. Uh, from the 608 area code. Actually, this is Dexter in Bolingbrook. No need for all the adjectives. You know how I feel about Nashville. you got to beat those clowns in the first half of the game because you know the Bridgestone referees will fix the third period as usual. Uh, there were some questionable penalties. I didn't really love the holding the stick penalty on Brett Sini at the beginning of the game that set up Nashville with the power play goal. Uh, I know a lot of Hawks fans were frustrated that there wasn't a boarding call on Jeremy Lozon, who slammed Philip Kurashev into the boards that led to the fight between him and Nick Felino, and then it actually turned into a Nashville power play. However, the Hawks killed off that penalty. It kind of gave them a little bit of momentum, so maybe that worked in favor of the Hawks because, let's face it, the Hawks mustered up one shot on goal on the power play tonight. Despite missing all the players that they are, you'd like to see more of a threat coming with the man advantage. That, unfortunately, was not there tonight. But... Um, We'll just have to see how the Blackhawks are able to respond after this one. And 
let's make no joke about it. It's going to be a tough matchup against the New York Rangers on Thursday, who currently have the best record in the NHL. Let's go to the phone lines. We'll start with our buddy Devin from Payless Hills, who wants to talk about hopefully the Hawks grabbing another veteran. Go ahead, Devin. Hey, Joe. First off, I want to say uh, I'm, I'm glad that Soderblom had a, a really good game today. He came up big in the third period, but unfortunately our offense wasn't there to, to back him up, which I feel like happens all the time when he's when he's playing. Um, but with Bovillia going down with injury tonight, hopefully he's not out for a while. But if the event he is, uh, Davidson has a choice to make. Does he bring up a veteran from Rockford like David Gust, who he has brought up in the past before? Or does he give a younger player like Colton Dock a chance to step up into this lineup and see what he can do? That's a good question, Devin, and thank you for calling. 312-981-7200. i got to say, I I think it's kind of funny that you you label David Gust as a veteran, but I I understand where you're coming from because he is a little bit older, uh, even though he made his NHL debut last year, scored his first game, uh, scored his first goal, I should say, in his first game, on his first shot, too. Uh, I believe that game was in San Jose, but uh, it's still kind of amusing to hear David Gus be listed as a veteran. Uh, Colton Dock is actually in concussion protocol right now. I, I don't want to go out on a limb and say that he would be the ideal candidate. I would like to see that. He'd be, I think, a, a fun rush of energy and adrenaline for this team. Uh, he's doing well in Rockford. He did great in training camp. He did really well in the prospect camp. But yeah, he is in Uh, concussion protocol right now the other thing is we don't know for sure what's up with Anthony Beauvillier he left in the second period Luke Richardson is talking with the media right now on NBC Sports Chicago we'll get that sound a little bit later I'll uh, keep my eyes on Twitter as well to see if anything is brought up about Beauvillier but it's going to be interesting so I I would feel like Gust would be the ideal person to bring up I, I want to say he's got a two-year or a two-way contract so that is possible I want to say he signed a two-year two-way deal I'll double check that in the break uh, this past off season with the Hawks so I, I think that would be the guy to bring up but now let's look at the roster guys like Brett Sini, Cole Gutman uh, possibly David Gust and I know I'm missing one more here uh, as so many rookies have been coming up for the Hawks lately. I guess Boris Kachuk came back up, but he, he was on the opening night roster. But uh, the Hawks are missing so many pieces right now, and basically all of them are some sort of vet- veteran presence. Seth Jones, Andreas Athanasiu, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, now Anthony Beauvillier. Again, once we get an update on Beauvillier, we'll give it to you. But as frustrated as you might be with the Hawks these past couple of games... I mean, that is a big chunk of players that they're missing out on. And I think you got to give credit to what they were able to put up tonight with the lack of players that they had. They were outshot 36-21. to They lose to Nashville 3-0 tonight, but they stayed in it very late into the third period. It wasn't until the 5-on-3 goal that Nashville elevated it to a two-goal lead. And, And, I mean, I almost feel like at this point Luke Richardson is just at a spot where he's He's got to just tread water with this team right now. He's just he's got to coast. There's really no reason to go ballistic on these guys when they're missing so many pieces and so many players and up against some stiff competition. Nashville's now 21-16 and 1. The Hawks are about to face the best team in the NHL in the New York Rangers. Then they face the New Jersey Devils. I mean, this is a very challenging run for the Hawks right now and 
they're just continuing to get even more challenged. So we'll see how they respond uh, after this one. Again, Luke Richardson is chatting with the media. We'll hear from him in a little bit. 312-981-7200. If you'd like to join us, you can call or you could text uh, from the 630 area code. While I love the Hawks were bringing the physical game tonight. It's tough to see yet another one off the bench with Beauvillier not returning and likely on the IR. I'm optimistic Richardson can do what he can do to to make the most out of a slimmer roster. Yeah, it's definitely slimmer right now. Again, I'm, I'm just kind of watching Luke talk on TV. He's got a little bit of a smirk, so I, that makes me believe he's he's at least for the most part pleased with his team's performance, missing so many guys. Uh, from the 718 area code, hello, WGN host I don't know the name of. That's fine. Uh, good luck on Thursday. Maybe you'll be able to get a point out of the game. Uh, we'll get to it doesn't matter how much luck you have or skill. Oh, this is Declan from New York. P.S. Love the classic jingles, but you stole half those. Okay, wow. This is going way deep, talking about New York stations. Uh, thanks, Declan from New York. And, yeah, Hawks are definitely going to have a tough challenge on Thursday. But, um this is a team that does seem to get geared up from these tough challenges. I mean, they beat Vegas on the road in overtime. They've beaten Toronto. They've they've shown they can take down solid teams. Now, those victories weren't without guys like Seth Jones and Tyler Johnson and Andres Athanasiu and, and I don't think Taylor Hall either, but um, I think what we're going to look for in the next game is the Hawks' response, their start, and just see what type of resilience they have and if it's similar to the kind they had tonight against the Nashville Predators. We're doing this post-game show until 10.30, a 3 nothing shutout loss to the Predators as Arvid Sutterbloom has 33 saves in his first game back since the Christmas holiday. We'll have uh, more to get to and some sound for the Blackhawks dressing room when we come back. Blackhawks post-game show. Join us, 312-981-7200 here on 720 WGN. Zeno in front, put it down beside the net, rolls up the slot. Yossi pounds it on goal. Sutterbloom from the seat of his pants makes the save with his shoulder. And the puck taken in front of the net by Blackwell, and he'll clear it down. That's tonight's Save of the Game, sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Goalie Arvid Sutterbloom with 33 saves tonight in his first game back since the Christmas holiday. Nice to see him bounce back, not only from that loss, but also after coughing up a goal that he probably should have stopped in the first period. It was a power play goal by Gustav Nyquist, but if you ask him, it's probably one he would have liked to have back. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 10.30 tonight. We'll also give Arvid Sutterbloom our player with the most heart tonight, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. We'll hear from Sutterbloom in just a moment. Uh, Quickly want to clarify a few things. Uh, we will hear, hear from Luke Richardson later on as well, but uh, just a quick note from Charlie Romeliotis' Twitter of NBC Sports Chicago. Luke Richardson said that Anthony Beauvillier will go to New York, so he's going to travel with the team. Again, they're playing the Rangers on Thursday, the Devils on Friday, uh, and Richardson believes that the team will have more information about Beauvillier tomorrow, but uh, later on in Charlie's tweet, he said that Beauvillier was seen with a brace on his left arm slash wrist. Yeah, he kind of got pinned along the boards from Philip Forsberg, and it was it seemed like his left arm caught, caught the, the main brunt of that hit from Forsberg and definitely put Beauvillier in a vulnerable spot, and it was rough to see that happen. Again, the Hawks have been 
losing a player every game since the Christmas holiday. Another thing I wanted to clarify, David Gust is on a two-way contract uh, only for this year. He's a UFA after this season. And again, as our uh, buddy Devin from Payless Hills called in asking for the veteran of David Gust to be called up, uh, 29 years old, but Gust, yes, making his NHL debut last season. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him. Uh, really quick before we go to Arvid Soderblom, let's go to the phone line again. Rich is in Schaumburg, and he wants to see a trade. Go ahead, Rich. You're on WGN Radio. How you doing? I know this is a long shot, and this is not a quick fix. I know we need defensemen, better goalies. But let, let, let's, call Pit, let, let's call Pittsburgh and trade like seven or eight guys for Jake Gensel and put him on the same line as Bedard. How's that sound? Let, uh, that hey, sounds good to me. Uh, it sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds fun. I don't know how good it sounds, but I, I'll give you fun, Rich. Is that okay? I, I'll hang up and let you comment. I just wanted to throw <laughs> that out there, man. All right, thanks. That's our buddy Rich and Schomburg. Thank you. Have a good one. That's Rich and Schomburg. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Yeah, I know I, I know. everyone's throwing out the idea of signing Phil Kessel. That one kind of makes sense to me, though. I mean, he's just a sitting duck, or I should say a sitting free agent, not a sitting duck, but uh, fresh off a, a Stanley Cup championship with the Vegas Golden Knights. He would definitely provide... Uh, that veteran presence that this team is needing, just some depth, but uh, I think we're going to have to wait and see if Kyle Davidson's going to make any moves. I I do want to hear from the goaltender Arvid Sutterbloom, so let's hear from the Blackhawks goalie who had a good bounce-back effort tonight. I felt good. Uh, A little disappointed uh, about that first goal. Uh, I felt like I could have done a better job there playing the shooter, Uh, but other than that, I felt like my game was where I wanted to be, and uh, I feel like I saw a lot of pucks, uh, uh, not not many rebounds, and some extra saves as well. So I feel like my game is where I want it to be. Was it frustrating when you're when you're playing well like that and you just can't get any goals on your end? Uh, both yes and no. It's it's nothing I, I can do about it. My my job is to to stop the puck, not scoring. So, uh, but of course it's frustrating at times to play good but not get the results. So. Yeah. After the way the past couple starts had, had gone, is that something that I know your confidence had stayed high, but just to, to know that you had like a game and you could build off of that? Yeah, uh, the previous starts, uh, those are in the past. I'm trying to be, be here and here now and, and take one game at a time. And today I felt like I was uh, playing good, as I said, uh, except that first goal, but everything else uh, felt good. So that's. That's a good feeling to have going into to the new year. Now have a kind of good game here with a lot of shots to try to build off of that and uh, take that with me in the future. How do, you, how do you try to bottle this up for your next start, whenever that is? Uh, trying to watch watch the videos, uh, see what I was doing good today, uh, and trying to put that in in the backpack and take it with me to the next game, whenever that is, and uh, just try to have that same feelings uh, and just trying to have this uh, this level of play, play uh, every game, every night, just be be consistent and give the guys a chance every night I'm between the pipes. Do you feel like you didn't have a chance really on that 5-1-3 power play? Uh, there's always a chance uh, but it was a good play by them. Uh, uh, they played it down to Forsberg and my job there is to take him as a shooter uh, uh, and then he passes it back door, and then you have to kind of take it from there and just trying to uh, stretch over and 
I don't know. I haven't seen it. If I was close or not, but it was a good play by them. Uh, but there's always a chance. There's no such thing as impossible stops, you know. Uh, so of course, I'm going to look at it and see if there's something you can do different. Uh, I feel like I have to play play the shooter in first time there. This is, I think, the third or fourth straight game where you've lost uh, a forward to injury. I yeah. I just feel cursed at this point. I don't know. It's maybe we're, we're playing hard. Maybe that, that's why we're we're playing hard and we're playing with, with our hearts. Uh, sometimes you get get injured and. It's tough to see your teammates go down, but uh, that gives other other guys a chance to show what they can do, and uh, yeah, that's that's how it is. I will say whether Arvid Sutterblom is doing well or poorly, his demeanor has always been consistent. That post game scrum sounds exactly like how he sounded at the beginning of the year, and, and it. I mean that in a positive way. It's a guy that doesn't get too high, get too low. Charlie Romeliotis joined us on Blackhawks Live a couple weeks ago and said exactly that and also said that was a reason why he wasn't so quick to maybe uh, feel the decision needed to be made to set Arvid Sutterbloom down because his his confidence always seems to be the same. He's just kind of a stoic dude. And uh, it's good to see that continuing after a solid performance like he had tonight. And uh, somebody from the text line agrees from the 812 area code. Hey, Joe, I was at the game tonight. Wow. And I don't know if you're listening on the the airwaves or online on the app, but I have heard that we are... Clear as a bell down in Nashville at nighttime here on 720 WGN, so it would be pretty cool if that was the way. But uh, from the 812 area code, hey, Joe, I was at the game tonight, and while I hated the loss, I thought Sutterbloom was great. Very encouraging to see some really great saves despite the outcome. And uh, from the 312 area code from avid Hawks fan Theodore Olsen, considering the last three games where the Blackhawks lost three players to injuries, is it all too obvious that the Hawks are jinxed or something? I'm sorry, but as an avid fan, I've got to really feel for them. I would like to hear something said about this as I write this uh, here on the radio, that the Hawks are missing a big chunk of players uh, please, okay, yeah, no, I, I know, I know, it, uh, like we said earlier, when it rains, it pours, it's it's not just Taylor Hall, and then Corey Perry, and then Andreas Athanasiu, and then Seth Jones, and, and it just, the list goes on and on, we've, we've mentioned the players multiple times, and the other thing is, it's, they're kind of out for the foreseeable future, too, we're not quite sure when we're going to see Seth Jones back, Andreas Athanasiu, Joey Anderson, we're, we're hoping to see Jones and Anderson maybe after the road trip at least start the process of coming back. Not quite sure of Tyler Johnson or Taylor Radish's timetable after they just recently went down, but it is a really rough spot for the Hawks right now. Not only does their normal roster have a difficult time against some solid teams, but especially now. So it, it's really a big opportunity for a lot of these young guys, but they are, they're kind of building the airplane in flight right now is what it feels like. And uh, two matchups out east are going to be tough against the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. Luke Richardson chatted with the media as well. He started things off about the Anthony Beauvillier situation. Let's hear from the Blackhawks head coach. Yeah, it uh, didn't look good. He's obviously didn't finish the game, and we'll we'll uh, obviously get to New York tomorrow and see how he's feeling there and uh, go from there. But uh, uh, we were short-staffed uh, as we uh, at the wrong time because uh, Nick was in the box as well. So uh, I thought the guys 
you know, battled. Uh, you know, and it was the first step of where we want to go. And, uh, you know, we don't like the results. We can't accept them in, in this league. But, uh, you know, the coaching staff was proud of how we asked them to battle yesterday in practice and bring it to tonight's game. And unfortunately, we didn't get any luck around their net. But uh, the process of, of uh, how we want to play was there. The second periods have been tough on the road, and I've asked you about that, but it seemed like this one was maybe the strongest period of the three. Yeah, no, I thought the guys battled, and, you know, we got in a little bit of penalty trouble at the end, obviously, that uh, hurt, but uh, uh, they played hard, and uh, we'll, we'll take aggressive uh, play, and, and we'll kill off the penalties like Nick defending a teammate, and, uh, um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, any luck... Uh, even at the end of the first period, uh, around the net, uh, I think uh, Gubbin and uh, both and Connor had a chance on the power play, but it just wasn't going in for us uh, easy right now. And that's what happens when you get a bit of a, uh, a spot like this. You're going to have to fight one of these games and then and then fight again the next game until it happens. I know the shots were lopsided in the first period, but I think you guys had 16 hits. Did you feel that the emotion or the um, the energy? I guess it, like did you feel like they channeled it in the right way? Yeah, I, I thought you know Dick. Dickinson had a, a great hit on Yossi, and, and we're not targeting people, but we're, like the best players, you have to bump them because and, and, they have the puck the most and uh, make it a hard night for them. And I thought we played the right way. So, uh, unfortunately, they scored a power play goal in the first period, but, uh, you know, and we had our chance at the end of the on the power play. We just couldn't get it in. So, uh, you know, I thought, I thought you know, the second period was uh, better offensively in the Ozone. We had a couple extended Ozone plays, uh, but they're a big, heavy team. I think uh, the first period, our biggest trouble was probably getting through the neutral zone and getting in any kind of fourth check and getting pucks back. Do you feel like you're swimming uphill with the injuries? <laughs> yeah, it's been from before day one, I think, this year. But uh, you know what? Uh, teams go through it, and uh, if we can be strong enough and find our way through this at the toughest time, uh, that you know that makes you a better team. So we got to not sit and look for someone else to do it because it's going to be us ourselves doing it. Uh, you know, all 20 guys are in the lineup every night. It doesn't matter who it is. And uh, we got to stay consistent on our messaging like from yesterday, uh, the work ethic and uh, the battle level. And uh, we'll continue to try and find ways to create some more offense and, and execute on the power play and uh, find that win. The guys you're missing, they're not, they're, they're all veterans, you know, and they're all like not day to day. Does there come a point where you call Kyle up and say, hey, we got to go get somebody here. We got to do something. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not my uh, area, but uh you know, I think they obviously realize that uh, too, and uh, we're, uh, you know, we brought up, uh, you know, scenes did a great job tonight. I thought Boris skated well tonight, took the body, and uh, you know, I mean, he, he showed some speed uh, that that we want from him. Uh, you know, I like to see him shoot the puck a little more and get in those opportunities. But um, you know, I mean, right now we're just uh, we got to look with it within, and uh, whatever help we get, uh, we'll accept for sure. Right now, at this point. Luke Richardson after the Blackhawks fall to the Nashville Predators 3 to nothing tonight at the Bridgestone Arena. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. A follow-up from our 812 listener. Uh, Joe, for a follow-up, the airwaves travel far, but the WGN app is a great thing, especially since I live in Texas now. Great to hear from the 773 area code. Great resilience by Sutterbloom. He came with a very quality performance. Too bad no offense to reward him. Soros is one is one tough and excellent hombre between the pipes for Nashville. Yeah, UC Soros with his 22nd career shutout, his second against the Hawks, and his second this season as Nashville shuts out the Hawks 3 to nothing. We'll take 
take another break. Again, we're taking this post-game show up to 10.30 tonight. 312-981-7200. If you'd like to join us, Blackhawks post-game show, 720 WGN. Knocking the rebound. Oh, he tried to go shoulder-to-shoulder with Losan, who put him awkwardly into the corner glass. And now Felino and Losan drop the mitts in beside the Predator net. Nick Felino with Johnny on the spot. Nick draws his right arm back to throw. Losan and Felino grapple one another. Nick Foligno's got Losan's sweater extended out. Losan trying to throw body punches. That's not going to have any effect. Losan throws one over the right. Takes two rights and then three and four from Foligno and a couple of uppercuts. Losan has lost his helmet. And Foligno hit him with a couple of good shots there. Message sent. And del- Nick Foligno says it all and then follows it up by doing it all for the Hawks. Probably the most vocal guy after that rough loss against the Dallas Stars New Year's Eve. And then supporting his team and his teammates by throwing off the mitts with Jeremy Lozon. Defending Philip Kurashev after Lozon had crunched Kurashev into the corner of the boards. Again, on Twitter, a lot of Hawks fans wanting a boarding call there. A lot of the Preds fans thought it was a clean hit. But it ended up giving Nashville a power play. However, the Hawks were able to kill off that penalty. And that may have done more good because the Hawks' power play really wasn't that great tonight. 0 for 3 with just one shot on goal. The lone shot coming from Lucas Reichel as uh, the Hawks fall to the Nashville Predators 3 to nothing tonight. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us from the 773 area code. I'd like to see Sutterbloom in net next game. I'm going to disagree with you there. I, I feel like you still got to go with the better goaltender right now and Peter Mrazek in a tough competition like the New York Rangers. That's an environment where things could get hairy right away. I don't think you want to put Sutterbloom in that type of situation. I think you got to take some baby steps with his progression back. I will say, though, I'm, I'm very pleased to see all the positivity coming from Hawks fans about Arvid Sutterbloom. I, I guess you're just being uh, very detailed with uh, the results proving you right or wrong with Arvid Sutterbloom. But again, he had, he had a great bounce-back night. And again, a great bounce-back night after giving up a rough goal. The first goal he allowed, even though it was a power play goal, made you think, okay, here we go again. But that was not the case. He came up with 33 saves total tonight, despite this 3 nothing loss to the Nashville Predators. Blackhawks defenseman Nikita Zaitsev also chatted with the media. Let's hear from him. I think it was great. We, we did lots of good things. We we played for each other, battled like for the whole 60 minutes. Uh, goaltending was unbelievable today. Uh, yeah, as I said, we played for each other. Fliggy stepped up for his teammate, and we've been battling for all 60 minutes. So we didn't find a way to score the goal, but uh, it's it's a good game for us. We can we can think about it. Is it is it disappointing when Arvid's playing so well and you know he's like you know you guys just can't find any support for him? Uh, Goal-wise, I mean. Yeah, but I think we've been pretty good uh, in front of our net tonight. And, um, yeah, just as I said, uh, would love to win, for, especially for him. So he, he did lots of lots of crazy saves today, and uh, unfortunately we didn't. But it's, still, it's a, it's, a, it's a good game. We can we can think about it and just keep going from, from that. What a battle wasn't there in the, in the second Dallas game. Do you think there was more of it, uh, more battle this time? 100%. Yeah, it was absolutely different games. Um, as I said, we played for each other all 60 minutes. So When you see Bovillier go out, just another forward injured, another guy injured, I mean, what do you guys even think at that point? Uh, it's sad. Yeah, it's it's always uh, tough when, uh, when a teammate goes down, so um, not, nothing 
Marseille, we've got lots of guys injured, so we, we've got to find a way to win the games. You've been getting a lot of power play or some power play time the past few weeks. Uh, how has that been for you? <sighs> That's good. We just got to score the goals and uh, help. It's it's work to power plays work, so we got to work uh, to deserve goals. Like and uh, we'll see. Nikita Zaitsev told us earlier this year that this is the first time since he was 16 years old that he's on a power play, but uh, cool to see him get that opportunity. Unfortunately, not a cool game tonight. 3 to nothing for the Nashville Predators. Big thanks to Ben Pope at the Chicago Sun-Times for providing us with that audio in a timely fashion. We're going to take one more break. We'll take a look around the league when we come back as we wrap up the Blackhawks postgame show. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Blackhawks postgame show 720 WGN. The Banajan gets it to Panarin. Long shot from the post. Truman took the shot. Kreider deflected it. Sam Rosen of New York Rangers Television. That is our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right. The first time, however, that was the only goal scored by the New York Rangers tonight. They fell to the Carolina Hurricanes 6-1. to Carolina with the win without Jesper Faust. First time they haven't had him all year long. The Rangers, though, still with an impressive record heading into tonight with the best record in the NHL, but they now move to 25-10-1. I'm Joe Brand. We're wrapping up the Blackhawks postgame show after a 3-0 loss to the Nashville Predators. But again, the Hawks will take on the New York Rangers on Thursday. It'll be a 6 o'clock puck drop and a 5.30 FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show right here on 720 WGN. Let's take a look around the NHL, and we will start in Columbus. Lindholm, far circle, it's coil. Back up top for Lindholm, shoots, he scores! I think James Van Riemsdyk might have gotten that one. He tipped it out in front. That's his specialty, and he has eaten the Blue Jackets alive during his career. A power play goal. Bruins 2, Blue Jackets 1. Our guy Judd Surratt of 98.5, the sports hub, James Van Riemsdyk. With the seventh goal of the season, Boston a 4-1 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's now four straight wins for Boston after they had a four-game losing skit. However, Columbus dealing with injuries just like the Hawks. They've got six guys on IR, including Boone Jenner and Patrick Laine. Let's go to Pittsburgh. A carried in right side, shooting, and he scores from the top of the right circle. Tom Wilson, 55 seconds in. It's one Washington. That's John Walton of Capitals Radio Network. Washington, a 4-3 winner over the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's Washington's first win in their last five games, so they go 1-2-2 two, and two over that stretch. Pittsburgh was trying to extend their point streak against the Capitals to five straight games. They hadn't done that since 2014, but they're unable to do it tonight. I do believe it was a milestone point. For Sidney Crosby tonight, he did pick up his 21st goal of the season. Jake Gensel, his 17th of the year, as we had a caller, Rich from Schaumburg, earlier that wanted to see uh, Jake Gensel over to the Hawks in a trade with maybe seven guys. I don't know if that's going to happen, Rich, but uh, Gensel with a goal for you tonight. Alex Ovechkin, his eighth goal of the season, as again the Capitals take down the Penguins tonight, a final of 4-3. to three. Let's go to Dallas. They ranked second in goals per game as Bunnan across, score! It's 4-1 Montreal power play goal. 
That is Josh Bogorod of Bally Sports Southwest. Cole Caulfield is 11th of the season. That might have been the Montreal call. Either way, it's a 4-3 winner for the Canadians. They take down the Dallas Stars, ending Dallas's six-game winning streak at home. Of course, the most two recent games, courtesy of the Blackhawks, and Dallas now winning seven of their last nine games. Mike Matheson, one point away from 200. He wasn't able to grab it tonight. But again, the Canadians do pick up the win. They get back to a hockey 500 record of 16-16-5. Jason Robertson with a goal in that game as well. Let's go to Minnesota. Flames have it. Coleman takes the pass. Kick back to him. Coleman able to work it out. Had an empty netter last game. Another one in him. Coleman scores! Blake Coleman with 56.7 to go. Puts it into the empty net. Anthony LaPanta of Bally Sports South as the Calgary Flames, or excuse me, Bally Sports pick up a 3-1 victory to the Calgary Flames over the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota is trying to stay above the hockey 500, but they now move to 16-16-4 on the season. That's now a three-game losing skid for the Wild. Goals by Andrew Mangiapane. Jonathan Huberdeau ends an 18-game goal drought with his fifth of the season. Pat Maroon scoring the only goal for the Wild in that one as the Flames get back to a hockey 500 at 16-16-5. Let's finish off in Winnipeg. Off the stick right down to Vasilevsky, and he plays it off the Vestikov. He sends it to the Leaders. Hey, against his old teammate, that's just a fantastic job. Dan Robertson of TSN, the Winnipeg Jets with a 4-2 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Tampa Bay starts a three-game road trip to begin the new calendar year of 2024 off with a loss. Winnipeg ties their franchise record with a nine-game point streak. So they now improve to 23-9-4 and on the season. They continue to play some solid hockey. Steven Stamkos in that game with his 16th goal of the season for the Lightning. And uh, Nikita Kucherov with his 27th of the year. But again, those are the only two goals for the Lightning. A few other games going on right now. Florida with a 3-1 lead over the Arizona Coyotes. Ten minutes left in that one down in the desert. The New York Islanders haven't beaten the Colorado Avalanche in Denver since 2018. They had a 4-1 lead. It's now 4-4 with less than three minutes left in regulation over at Ball Arena. That game might go to overtime, but... uh, Boy, credit the Colorado Avalanche for tying up that game. And uh, it looks like it was a 3-1 lead, the largest advantage for the Islanders in that one. Edmonton is trying to make it a six-game winning streak. They're off to a good start, a 5-2. This is one that's going to be over. It's 5-2 Edmonton with 34 seconds left. Connor McDavid is 14th goal of the season, as that game did just go final. It's also McDavid's 900 point in his career. He did it in 602 games. That is the fifth quickest in NHL history. Vancouver leads Ottawa 5-2. To one last meeting between those two teams of the year and uh, LA, Toronto without a score, San Jose and Detroit tied up at one through one period. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers, Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help we had here at the WGN studios, our production crew of Brendan Rook. And Jack Heinrich, and we're led by the captain, Brett Jackson. Down at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, John Wideman had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand signing off. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. We'll talk to you tomorrow night for Blackhawks Live. Next broadcast will be Thursday 
when the Hawks visit the New York Rangers. Have a great rest of your Tuesday night, everybody. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN, streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.